0: Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now.
1: So, hello. Hello. Welcome to Zompocalypse Now, everybody. I'm Dustin. And I'm Tim. And uh, I just decided to switch it tonight, because usually Tim says, I'm Tim first, and then I say, I'm Dustin. But tonight, I'm first.
0: <laughs> and how, do you, how does it feel, Dustin? Does it feel good? It,
1: it feels strange.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It feels strange to be first. It's a um, fear change. Yes. And, you know, we just experienced a drug trip, so... You know,
0: experienced a drug trip.
1: North is south, up oh. is down. Uh, Michonne, Michonne is a savior. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, this is our seven, second episode this week, folks. Uh, hopefully, you have got a chance to listen to the first one, or you can go back and listen to it because you can listen to these in whatever order you want. But we previously were discussing walk with us, and we were behind. We got behind because of everything going on between my moving, between COVID-19 and, and everything else that's happening, and, and your kids being home, yeah, and, and all these things. We just, we missed a week, and so we, we were recording two episodes this week. We've already re- released the first one. It is out in the world, and this episode, we are recording it on Thursday. It's going to go out on Friday, uh, and so you can uh, get caught up, because we're going to be caught up here. Uh, at the end of this episode with where the show is at the moment um, and of course where it's about to go some very interesting questions.
1: Yeah which we'll get to later or I guess we could talk about it now does it matter when? Um, I I've saw online today that a lot of shows are postponing right. or are canceling their p- finales or whatever and I I just don't, I kind of don't understand that because I would think that that would be the perfect time to have your finale when people are just trapped in their house and have no choice but to watch television. It's not like they have to shoot it. It's shot.
0: Well, but I think the last episode, they were still doing some post-production work on mm. and And that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily realize in, in the current way people are making television A lot of stuff, I mean, the the actual stuff shot with the actors is shot very, very early on in the production schedule. And then post-production is, especially for uh, effects-heavy shows, uh, and although a significant chunk of The Walking Dead is practical effects, of course, it's people in zombie makeup. Yeah. Um, There is quite a bit of of post-production CGI um, in a lot of shows these days. So it doesn't surprise you there's a quite a bit. And depending on how the big the finale is, which we're assuming it's going to be, it's the last episode of a Walking Dead season. Usually that, that's a big deal. Right. Uh, and so there's probably a lot of post-production effects work being done. And people don't necessarily realize how close to air This stuff actually gets finished.
1: Yeah, because I was not, I was not aware of how close to air it could possibly be myself. Like, to think that they would still be working on post-production when the, when the, there's only three episodes left is a little mind-boggling to me, honestly. Because I guess, you know, I'm more of a, you know, let's get it done and as good as we can as soon as we can, so.
0: Well, we come from the indie film world where True. we don't necessarily have the same kind of resources available. And we know what happens when a long post production period turns into like it never getting done.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I my my greatest shame as a filmmaker is is a long post production ruining ruining a good good product. So, you know.
0: In, in this particular case though, you know, it's it's not it's kind of like when they're pushing back all the feature films. It's not that yeah. people, you know, they're they're not necessarily going to lose money or audience because they're moving something back. Um, cause, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that you know, a lot of people have been asking, why aren't some of these, you know, why aren't they going to release, say, Black Widow as a streaming, you know, thing you can, you know, you could you yeah. buy, pay twenty bucks for two days, and you've got it, you can stream it. Well, the reality is, is it's going to make them more money if it goes into the theaters. Uh, then it's, That's it's, absolutely it's, true. And I know I would much
1: rather them do it this way, postpone it until it's safe to go back to movie theaters, than to release it streaming because people like me have been clamoring for a back Widow movie for seven years. Mm-hmm. And I would find it insulting. If they were just like, oh fuck it, we're just going to drop it on Disney Plus and everybody right. can just, you know, play pay twelve bucks and
0: well, especially considering yeah. how much you know we we it's been pulling teeth with the with the movie studios to get the you know to get female at superhero films mm-hmm. and how much everyone was like, what if Wonder Woman fails? And yeah. and I mean, it, and the sad thing is, is that it really was a legitimate fear because you know studios were still. Traumatized by the failure of Supergirl in the 80s. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Well, and you think, hell,
1: but. <laughs> listeners, you think that Tim is joking when he says that, but it is documented fact that the, the failure of Supergirl, which failed on a multitude of levels, stopped us from getting Wonder Woman movies and, like, legitimately, like, Supergirl and Bat are not Catwoman, basically set female-led superhero movies back by decades, both of those films.:
0: Yeah, and, and you would literally hear you know stories about people going, "Hey, let's do this film about this female character." And they're going, "No, no, people won't pay to see that." And that was the end of the conversation. they were done. Yeah. And, and, and for decades, this was literally what happened.
1: And it's crazy considering that the two films that they use as examples were so freaking... Like, I personally... Like, Supergirl is one of those movies that I like as just, like, how... Like, it's so bad it's good. Mm -hmm. But it's legitimately not a good movie. They made so many mistakes with just, like, why... Like, story-wise, why these things were happening uh and Catwoman was just so badly produced and you know because I think people were saying oh well nobody's going to go see these so why would we do a good job and then no one went and saw them because they were bad yeah not because they were female led stories
0: right and and the the double standard for so many uh really really bad superhero films with male leads that tanked or action films with male leads that tanked. But, uh, you know, it clearly, clearly, uh, you know, it's, it's nobody wants to see a, a superhero film with a female lead. And then Wonder Woman comes along and everyone's, you know, terrified that it's going to crash and burn and it gets great reviews and does great box office and people love the film and you know, we, suddenly it's like, oh, well, we can do this now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Black Widow, finally! Um, you know, and, the, and that amazing uh, Wonder Woman 84 trailer. Yeah,
1: oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Like, I've been waiting, like I said, I've been waiting for, you know, almost a decade for them to get off their ass and make a Black Widow movie. Uh, but that, but But Wonder Woman 84 looks so crazy good. Um, I'm just so excited to see that movie too. Like, uh, and you know, that, I think I'm one of the few people, like the only, like, I feel like I've only seen the good DC movies, like, you know, I, you know, the, the Nolan trilogy and then, then Wonder Woman. And I personally would throw, um, Suicide Squad into that only the only good ones because even though it was bonkers and even though it's really not great it is just great that movie is great
0: it's surprisingly fun for a not very well written movie
1: yeah and birds of prey is
0: phenomenal I really liked Birds of Prey.
1: It's phenomenal because it takes all the bonkersness of Suicide Squad and just like makes it like gives it a point. Suicide Squad is bonkers in, but you, but it's, you don't know why. You're like, why did they make these decisions? But Birds of Prey is bonkers because it's told from Holly Quinn's point of view and she's legitimately insane. Yeah.
0: It's uh it's, I think their biggest problem, they made, they made two problems with that movie. One, they didn't title it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, which they should yeah. have done from the beginning. And secondly, it did not need to be rated R. I think, yeah. they, I think, I think they did a the little bit of damage there to, to the younger viewers by making it a rated R film. They made it PG-13, because there's only like three times in the film where anyone says... Anything that would push it into, but it was, a place.
1: and but I think it
0: was. If you wanted to take out the language, you'd still have the fact
1: that so many people die in that movie. Yeah, violent, but,
0: horrible deaths. too. Yeah, but, there, but there's only one scene that I there's there's only one violent scene that I particularly. It's the scene in the bar where he makes the girl, the lady, get up on the table. Oh yeah, that one. I mean, and I, and and again, I mean, I. I it's it's a really, really fun movie. Um, but I think they could have they could have maybe had a bigger box office. Um
1: and that's another thing. I mean, we never we never got to do our Harley Quinn. We're doing our mini Harley Quinn episode uh right now. Uh but the fact that they were saying that it bombed when it was the number one movie in the country for like two straight weeks is is crazy and has so much to do with analytics and math that studios use. That we just can't even get into it right now.
0: Oh yeah, uh, it, uh,
1: especially it, considering that we're supposed to be talking about Michonne.
0: <laughs> well, in a way, we kind of are because the the interesting thing about Walking Dead and ever since Michonne came onto the show back in season three, or she came in at the very end of season two, she uh, was right. the final episode of season two. Yeah. Um, and before that, with with the beginning of the the arc of Carol's development as a character
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: The Walking Dead has done has, a, has had a mixed record with its female characters right uh, there have certainly been um, you know for every for every Michonne, you've had an Andrea
1: right uh, and the problem the problem with Andrea as a character wasn't a, a, a Frank Darabond problem and it wasn't a Robert Kirkman problem. It was the second guy, the guy that they had to replace Frank Arabon, didn't know how to write female characters, really? and there's a whole there's a whole thing on YouTube, uh, a, a document like a little mini documentary about how those characters Lori and uh, and to a really large extent Andrea Michonne fell it fell into this like the whole that whole silent catatonic thing she did for mm-hmm. the first two seasons that she existed. That they finally finally made work uh, when Scott Gimple took over uh, were problems from that guy who and the way that you know a little, to the large part Carol was treated like Carol is so lucky the Melissa Brick Bride is so lucky that Carol just kind of floated around in the background that nobody knew what to do with her and that they didn't give her her comic book death. Right during those two seasons that that guy was in charge, uh, because we wouldn't have the character we have now.
0: Oh no, no question, and I think that um, once yeah. was yeah. really where where once we've lost Lori, once we've lost Andrea, once you know uh, Carol is allowed to develop into the character that we know now, and Michonne really opened up. The show has had, done a pretty good job of having strong female characters who right. are not waiting to be rescued, who are, have their own arcs and their own stories. You know, even, even a character like Beth. Oh, yeah. Who, you know, folks, back in the day when this was a written program, when we were doing this as, as articles for sci-fi for mecom um, Dustin called her daughter fodder. That was her name. Yeah. He never called her Beth,
1: <laughs> and you know it was because you no there was no character there. Right. Carol, Beth, Maggie to a large extent was just this you know the sex pot. She was just tits because all she wore was was the the uh, wife beater t shirt, the tank top, you know. And it was all it was all what happened after Frank Darabond was was fired from the show, and I cannot remember his name who took over after that. And I don't even want to look it up. Because he basically I, he was just cost cutting for for um,
0: AMC for AMC.
1: And they made a lot of really bad decisions. And you know, uh, it just, the female characters suffered the start of Rick's pendulum of being crazy one minute and saying the next started during that time. Um, and essentially not knowing what to do with with uh, with Andrea and with a performer like Lori Holden is. And she was one of those people that basically her and uh, Melissa McBride, uh, were Frank Darabond loyalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they were kind of trying to get rid of those. Again, the fact that Carol was just kind of a background character saved Melissa McBride, I'm positive. Um, and because Lori Holden has been very vocal about the fact that she was supposed to be a much stronger character. Oh, yeah. She was supposed to be the one who rescues Rick from from the governor. She was supposed to ride in on a horse with you know with reinforcements and save Rick from the governor. She was supposed to have the arc where she and Rick fall in love that that eventually Michonne had. And because they had to. They didn't know what to do with with Andrea during those two and a half seasons. Three, you know, those two seasons, she was killed off, and Andrew, it's Essentially, uh, Michonne on the show became Andrea, and Carol on the show became Michonne.
0: Yeah, it's it's really kind of amazing how much the Diversion from the comics was driven not only by we're in a different medium now, we have to change things, but a lot of the behind the scenes stuff going on with how the show is being produced and run, um, that characters died and characters lived because actors said, I don't want to do this anymore. Glenn Mazzara, by the way, is is the guy. Um, and, uh, you know, Hey, showrunner is a tough job. Uh, not everybody is a good showrunner for this particular program. Uh, and, uh, you know,
1: but I mean just think of the things that Greg Nicotaro did when he came in, he, he saved, I mean, and Scott Gimple, uh, Scott Gimple saved the show and Greg Nicotaro was able to take that, take that and run with it over the last couple of seasons. Uh, uh, and, and, Gail Ann Hurd mm-hmm. has done one you know a wonderful job. And uh what's her name who Angela I, King
0: is throwing her now. Uh
1: but I you know uh, and who was it? Somebody somebody from that has gone on to fear. She went wasn't it another woman who went on to fear now? I
0: with, think I think uh, didn't Gail Ann Hurd go on to fear?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway. Uh, that's enough uh, weird m- muddling history. Inside
0: of, baseball stuff there. Yeah. it's. Yeah. But you end up with a character like Michonne, who is uh, visually, I mean, visually she was kind of a fan favorite from Go. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause she's a you know, badass lady with a sword. I mean, yeah. Leading around two zombies on chains. How can this not be cool? Uh, and, you know, once she actually spoke and developed characters and we actually had the kind of, Connection she was developing with Rick and with Carl, which mm-hmm. I think was really really important um, because that actually made her an interesting character because it made and, it showed the other side of her we hadn't seen,
1: and it made it made Carl a more interesting character. Mm-hmm. That that relationship, the Michonne relationship that Carl had, predates the romantic relationship with Rick, and it created something new for for Carl to have. To someone for him to be, he was a friend of Michonne's. He was like a buddy, a psychic and learning things. And that helped that character as well.
0: And and along the way, um, despite the fact that, you know, she didn't have necessarily the best writing initially, Michonne really did become a huge, huge fan favorite. Mm -hmm. So hearing that she was leaving, hearing that this was going to be her last season, that this is going to be her last episode, a lot of fans are just heartbroken. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's also been a certain amount of, you know, when Andrew Lincoln left, is the show going to survive? Yes, the show survived. Yeah. When, when Carl was killed, you know, it's like, what are you doing? And the show's okay. Um, And as much as I hate to see her go, I completely understand. People tend to forget that she was a successful playwright. And, you know, she, this is, this was not her, you know, this has not made her, what made her really, really cool in the eyes of people who knew about her before the show. She's had a successful career before the show. Right. uh, And, you know, maybe not necessarily the same kind of high profile, but certainly a very successful uh, artistic career. Um, right and
1: i mean you know it's funny like when you when you look at some of these people like you know i mean we i'll bring her up one this is probably my last one let's be she was a, a very very successful um uh uh casting director
0: mm-hmm.
1: who worked with who did not only acted mainly as a favor to uh to frank darabond <laughs> but was a casting director for a lot of stuff and she was the casting director on the mist like you know and 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 norman reedus is a visual artist who shows all over the world um has who who has art shows all over the world and you know lived in in japan as an artist and you know uh um uh and let's see who else who else can i think of off the top of my head um i don't have the cast list up if i had the cast list up i might be able to do better but yeah they're all accomplished and the fact that this show we get to do a little bit of we knew her when uh <laughs> with denai guerrera uh as she goes on to uh to be uh a, in the marvel movies and um, and stuff and, you know, goes on to, to star in the three Rick, uh, Rick's focused walking dead movies that are coming out.
0: Yeah. So see, there's, and, and clearly, I mean, she's not leaving the walking dead universe, just like Andrew Lincoln. It didn't leave the walking dead universe. Those movies yeah. are coming out that, you know, the, she's on her quest to find Rick clearly Unless it's three movies of the two of them not being in frame together, which would be make a whole lot of fans a whole lot of stabby, um, the uh, you know the odds are good you'll get that you know reunion relatively. I would imagine by the second film they have to be re- reunited or or people are going to be ticked. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, and the fact that they can bring it back around and and actually, however they decide to end this show, to bring these characters back. Uh, and and have that reunion. Hopefully not a reunion like we got with this episode. Because there was a whole lot of reunion moments where where uh um
1: and I didn't do any research. I don't know if you did any research, but I feel like they probably got Lori Holden it again. They probably brought Lori Holden back to do those scenes.
0: No, they did not. They, they did uh, not? No, it's it's uh repurposed footage. Um and uh, some really clever camera trickery.
1: Because it, I mean, it. I don't remember that scene at all.
0: Uh, you know, if I remember right where I saw, there was a thing about it. I wonder, do I have that in my... No. Um doesn't say here on the Wikipedia entry. I could have sworn I saw someplace where it said what what episode that footage was from. Uh, But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, um, there is in fact um, Sadiq uh, and um, no, it was pretty much Sadiq was the only actor who came back. Uh, um, Abby, Abby Nash came back to do that but everything else was archive footage repurposed, uh, including the scene where, you know, Glenn, the infamous Glenn scene uh, with Negan, um, except with Michonne in place of that. That's just.
1: Okay. Well, let's, let's, we're going to tell, we're going to recap in an out of order way, because I think the best way to do it is to start. Well, you start with a flashback of Michonne walking through the woods Mm -hmm. With her walker, with her walkers. Uh, And she um, hears somebody running and it's Andrea. And Andrea's about to be attacked by walkers. And in the original, uh, when this happened at the end of season two, uh, Michonne rescues her uh, from that situation. But, in this flashback, Michonne does not. She just sees her over there and she's like, That's none of my problem. And she leaves, walks away. And you hear Lori or Lori, Andrea being eaten. And you're like, that's not what happened. Yeah. Uh uh, and so then it flashes back to um to Michonne with uh uh what's his name? Virgil. Virgil, getting to the island and, and like, you you got it, like, right off the bat that Virgil, when he first appeared, you're like, this dude, I do not think he is on the up and up. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, who knows? I mean, they're not going to kill her off. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe he is, maybe he's not, but we'll have to wait and see. And yeah, you're right, completely crazy. <laughs> um, because he was living on an island uh, with a research island, research facility, with his family. And uh, and a community, some people showed up on the island and they welcomed them in. And then there was a outbreak, a Walker outbreak from something that happened. It does, it's not very clear if it was a sickness or, or a violent act or whatever. And his family was killed by the Walkers. And the reason that he brought Michonne back is because she's good with the sword and she can go in and clear the Walkers out where his family is. And uh, and so he can finally bury them.
0: Right, because they are, they are very dead. And yes. up until this time, because he even takes her, he shows her these, like, it's, it looks like graves. And, and and she's like, why didn't you tell me this? And he's like, well, I don't like to think about it. I don't like to talk about yeah. it. It's like, this is a very bad excuse. This is yes. not the way you say this. And, and
1: she- <laughs> Michonne's, the way that she is reacting to all of these, like, weird setbacks and things that he is throwing at her is just like, I cannot believe I am dealing with another <laughs> crazy person. Like she it's just like, oh my God, it's hilarious. The looks on her face.
0: And you know, the, the part of you initially wonders why she doesn't just kill him and move on, but if if anything that he's saying is true, it's, it's too much of an opportunity. It's yeah. you know she can't she can't just sit there and go, Right, crazy person, I'm out. Um, right, because there's just too much, too much of a, uh, too much benefit. Mm-hmm. That if any of this is true, that that she can, you know, maybe uh, give her her friends and family an edge in this in this fight.
1: Right. So uh, when they finally finish clearing out the walkers and get his his family, his wife has hung herself. Her. This is very. This is very sad. I, I found this very sad. Um, there's a bunch of walkers in the hallway. And then once they get past the walkers, they go into a room where a bunch of people have hung themselves because I'm guessing they couldn't figure out how to open a window. And, you know, and one of those people is his wife. And we know it's his wife because he puts her shoe back on. Uh, And it's very sad. But at the same time, it's like you died for plot convenience because come on, like you couldn't figure out a way out of this room. You decided to hang yourselves instead of trying to get
0: out of a room. Well, you know, um, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. it, it is a potential. I'm
1: in a room right
0: now. But if your room was surrounded by zombies, could you get out to safety if your room was surrounded by zombies? I'm not saying this that their deaths are anything other than a plot point, because they really are. Just a plot point. But you know And
1: we don't I mean we don't know anything about like I mean their situation. We just know that they that some of these people opted to hang themselves instead of figuring shit out. But
0: you know <laughs> Um Justin's deep well of sympathy Rears its ugly head again.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, but come on, we've been watching this show for 10 years and it is not the first day of the apocalypse, Tim. (laughs) It is, it is like, we are eight, seven, eight years in. And, you know, yes, I'm sure that we have to, you know, give them some like, oh, they were, you know, they were on an Island. And so they were relatively safe and they hadn't didn't have to deal with it because that's kind of Virgil's excuse. We have to give them some of that, but not all of it.
0: No, no, we don't have to give them all of it. But in any event, they're dead, and Michonne has done her thing, and um, Virgil is, you know, okay, I'll take you to the place. Let's go in the morning. Let's go in the morning. And she's like, we can go now. And he goes, no, no, no. no. There's, there's wild animals. It'll be safer in the morning. And she's like, fine. We'll go in the morning. Well, Michonne's but... not known for just not doing things so she goes exploring in the building that they're in
1: and discovers three people locked in a room (laughs) chained to a wall and uh just just in time for Virgil to walk out and be like you should have waited till the morning and he knocks her out he gets the advantage on her just sheerly by surprise Mm -hmm. and locks her in a room and uh and then um, proceeds to spend the next couple of days drugging everything she eats to cause ser- a series of hallucinations.
0: Right, and every time she tries to talk to him, he's like, "We've actually had this conversation like three times."
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, you've this is yeah you know, you've, you've been drugged for a while now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, "How long have I been here?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and these these hallucinations, which we see, we see that this this scene where where andrea is killed um is one of these hallucinations and this is this is virgil's attempt to get her to see the world the way he sees it right and
1: because when he takes the hallucinogenic uh he it's some he says what it is a summer root when he takes the hallucinogenic, he sees like heaven he sees his family again, he sees you know. Uh, all these things that were, that are good. But when Michonne takes it, because not everybody has the same trip experience, Virgil, uh, it's horrible. It's the road she didn't take or the road she may have taken, which is instead of saving Andrea, she leaves her. And then later it goes back to that scene where we saw people, uh, someone traveling on the road Mm -hmm. and our, and it was Michonne and Daryl and uh, Rick who saw that person on the road. Right. And instead of stopping and helping that person, they left them. And it turns out in this hallucination, that person is Michonne. And then later, uh, she uh, stumbles upon the saviors and ends up being rescued by Negan. And, and then she's at the satellite facility that Rick's people attack. And she's, a, she survives that attack and uh, and escapes, and then she ends up being the person who kills Glenn and uh, Hersh I want to say, oh God, what was his name?
0: Oh wow, now I'm drawing a blank. Abraham. Uh, Heath. Abraham. Uh, it was well. It was Heath in this episode. Wasn't it Heath?
1: no it was it was um so it was this um this alternate timeline that she got to experience but it was a really horrible one where she ends up being uh on the wrong side
0: right or she- on
1: the on the losing side i you know whether or not it was the wrong side is you know Depends they were the people that took her in. That's what we've always said about Negan. Is that if this show had been about him, it is, it's kind of exploring that idea that if this show had been about Michonne making these decisions and doing these things, then Negan would have been the hero,
0: or at least hero. her, or, or at least the person who saved her, and so a little she'd have at least some loyalty to him. Yeah, and the. I mean, she, this, this trip ends with her getting a crossbow bolt in the chest from Daryl and from Rick coming up and shooting her when, when she tries to go for her sword. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, this is a life without Carl. This is a life without Judith. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is a life without, without her friends. This is a life without Rick. This is a life without any of these people who are such a, so important part of her, her world and the thought that you would still end up with, from our point of view, Michonne would have been the badass lieutenant of Negan's. Who are like, mm-hmm. God, we wish she was on our side. Right. Uh, she's great. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So um, she's uh, not happy when she comes out of this.
1: And yes. And we get a little backstory from the three other people in the cell Uh, we learned that they were researchers with Virgil and they they were on the island when the outbreak happened Mm -hmm. and they were, you know, his co-workers and when the other community showed up, they all decided to take them in uh, and when the outbreak happened, Virgil was gone and when he returned, he said, you know, they had gotten the outbreak contained but he didn't know his family Was in there, and he made the decision to uh, to close the doors, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you know that decision was made, and then he found out his family was in there, and it basically just broke him and went crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, for all the fact that he is in many ways set up to be a villain in this episode, he's a very tragic figure, Mm -hmm. and even um, when when Michonne does get out, when...
1: there's no question that she's going to.
0: <laughs> right. And, you know, she has, a, there's even that brief moment where the people, the other, the three people in the cell next to her go, don't leave us behind and she hesitates. Mm-hmm. And then you see them going Yeah, Well, they, when they, you know, he, she's already injured Virgil and when they track him down, she's the one who stops the other three from killing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, that's the instinct is, you know, he's, he's essentially trapped and tortured them. If nothing right. else psychologically, and you know, so they want to kill him, and she's like, "You you can't. I mean, you you can, but this is you know, it, it's not it's not going to make anything better. Mm-hmm. You know, mercy will. And for all the fact that I mean, this is one of those things where you know, in the hands of maybe a lesser writer this would be Virgil turned out to be untrustworthy and, you know, Michonne gives the speech and he still needs to be killed. Right. Uh, But that's not what happens.
1: No. And and Virgil, at one point, he burns down the sailboat because he doesn't want anybody to get off the island. Uh, But he says there's another boat that they might be able to get that washed up in a storm. And so they go to this other boat to see if it's salvageable. And on this boat, Michonne's looking around at stuff, and she happens to see some boots. And she's like, these boots are really familiar. And they're Rick's boots. And we discover more that they're Rick's items because in another room there's an iPhone that has been that somebody has scratched Michonne and Carl's picture on. And it's it says Rick on the top of it.
0: Well, it's not Carl. It's Judith. Oh, and, are you sure. Uh, yeah, she, but uh, she. It doesn't. It's it's.
1: Uh, I'm sh- I thought it was Carl with the long hair.
0: No, no. It's well. It's supposed to be Judith, according to according to uh, the the intent of the sh- of the of the show. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be Judith.
1: How would but he wouldn't know what Judith looked like.
0: Oh, he knew what Judith looked like. He wouldn't know what his son looks like, though, which is why we don't see. No, Carl
1: would. Rick would know what Carl looks like.
0: Um,
1: I was. I was under the impression that the son scratched Mich- not his with
0: Michonne.
1: No, I was under the impression that the scratched image on the phone was Rick drawing Michonne and Carl.
0: No, it's was mis- I wrong? It's Michonne, it's Michonne and Judith.
1: But did Rick draw that?
0: Well, so the language, is in, the language is Japanese. Uh-huh. And so odds are pretty good that Rick did not draw it. Um, but uh, uh, because Rick, as far as we know, doesn't know Japanese.
1: But his, uh, but his name's written on the top of it.
0: Well, and yeah, he but...
1: but... But here's my point in thinking it was Carl. When Rick disappeared from the show when he died, quote unquote, Judith was still a baby, but Carl was alive, was was just dead. Right. And so he wouldn't know, he wouldn't know to say, Oh, draw Judith with my cowboy hat on.
0: Um I don't know what to tell you, Dustin. It's everybody the everyone involved with the show is under the impression it's Judith, so you're gonna have to take it up with them. I will. <laughs> it's Judith.
1: fine okay
0: (laughs) but she doesn't you know but it's the the the, the, the odds are pretty good that rick did not do it it was done by somebody who was either i mean it's there's there's a there's a you know no there's no real clear explanation of who did it or what but the language being japanese makes it pretty good that the artist whoever did the little drawing didn't you know wasn't rick himself um, you know it might have been somebody did it for Rick or Rick was talking about the them his family or anything like that the language I believe translates to something like just believe a little bit longer mm. and which also raises some questions about you know what does that mean it was it was it Rick's message for his family is it Rick's message to himself that he has to believe that he can find them again um, and it it it, you know, and maybe it raises the question of did he, has he had a chance um, to see or has someone seen and described to him what Judith looks like now? Right. Um, so there's a lot of questions about this phone. Um, and clearly Michonne is a little surprised because she goes after, <laughs> he goes after Virgil with like, where is he? What do you know about it? And, this is the moment where I was like, "Oh, Virgil, you—you've <laughs> done it now." And he's like, "Who are you talking about?" And she's like, "You really don't know." And he's like, "I don't know anything about anybody on the boat."
1: <laughs> I was crazy when this happened.
0: Please don't so. kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Uh, and, but it really, you know, I mean, it. it this is the first we've known that Rick is alive, but you know, from Michonne's point of view, from everybody else on the show's point of view, Rick has been dead for years. Yeah. And the fact that this is proof that he, or some, you know, well, it's proof that at some point, at least someone who knew Rick or knew enough about Rick um, to, to have this be there uh, is such a big hope it's a big deal yeah it's a huge deal and it just i mean it completely completely undermines everything that, that michonne is thinking right now because the weapon there are no weapons on this island yeah there is no way to though that what she came there for simply is not there and um so she you know the three the three survivors of the three other survivors uh, uh Agree that Virgil can come with them. Yeah, and they're willing to give him uh, a chance. And Michonne sets back to. Well, she prepares to go back, but then she gets close enough that the walkie-talkies work. Well,
1: hang on. They they offer to let Virgil come, and he decides not to go.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's... because
1: when they left, when when they left, he he was standing on the shore. Right. And so yeah, so they get back to where she's in radio range, and she's like the, she and gets a hold of Judith, and kind of tells them tells Judith what she's discovered, and Judith is like, "You've got to go. You have got to go see if you can find him. If he's alive, it's you have to find him." And <laughs> Michelle's like, "What about what about the Whisperers and?" And uh, (laughs) all this stuff. I went. We're about to fight a war, and Judith's like, "Oh, we took care of that."
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's 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 a very curious state. There's there's some there's some body language, facial expression things going on with Judith on her side of the. I
1: know. I I can't wait to get the other the other because I don't think I I think there's definitely some other stuff going on.
0: Well, she said, Judith. uh, Judith played the word game pretty well for a kid. She mm-hmm. said alpha won't alpha won't hurt anybody anymore. That's a very you know not anything about beta. Yeah. Not anything about the rest of the whispers. <laughs> alpha is dead. <laughs> alpha won't hurt anybody else. The other ones, oh, they might, yeah. Who knows? So, we'll see. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean she's she's you know it, she she didn't lie but she was, it was a very selective use of language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and a certain adults, you know, an adult, an adult should be proud of her ability to do that at an early age. She's got a future in politics. Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm very interested to find out, to see uh, how much, uh, where, how aware she is of what's actually happening. Yeah. Because I'm sure we're going to see the other half of that, the other side of that conversation
0: Oh no question. I, I think I think it, it would it would make a lot of sense. And even if we don't, we'll see the events around it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you know it'll be because I have a feeling that that conversation is probably that conversation is probably this up uh, this next episode or the following episode is where it really falls. Um, but then Michonne goes off and she finds she finds herself two zombies. And she makes herself a couple walking companions. And she's walking along and she sees some motion. Mm -hmm. And there are two people who kind of dressed a little bit familiar. If you've seen the Fear of the Walking Dead, most recent villains from Fear of the Walking Dead. Not exactly, but sort of evokes the same kind of dress sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, Michonne has to make a decision. Because one of them is uh, at least has difficulty walking. He looks like he's probably injured in some way. And the other, the, it's a, a black guy and a woman. And she's helping, trying to help him get somewhere. And she's like, please, they'll leave us behind. And the guy is, is injured. Um, and, you know, Michonne's like, who? And they point, and you turn around and you see this like
1: column. It's a column.
0: Dozens, if not hundreds of people, probably hundreds, easily, of people moving in formation. Uh And, you know, there's... And Michonne's like, what? <laughs> and and then she looks back at these people and they're looking at her with such just, you know, fear and and need for help. And she does what Michonne does. She helps them. Yeah, she's like, all right, let's go. And... Uh, you know, but but first she scares the hell out of them by by killing the two zombies with her. <laughs> they're like, oh god, we're gonna die! You know, she's gonna kill us next, and then she you know, she helps them uh, helps them on their way. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like there's this might be a little bit of crossing over with the same kind of organization from. From Fear the Walking Dead, Uh, maybe. I mean, the time frames are different at this point. Uh, Again, um, so the where this group falls. I mean, is if is this Ginny's group? Um, But that's I mean that they like I said there's a little bit of you know similar dress sense, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? Right. Clothes clothes don't necessarily you know I. A lot of these a lot of these pieces of clothing that I'm wearing now they were mass produced so there's a lot of other people out there who own the same pieces of clothing yeah. I'm like you know this is Tim's personal uniform so um but
1: except that it really kind of is it's a black shirt with a black shirt over it and probably blue jeans and I'm guessing uh, some sort of KED.
0: uh they are um uh red high tops and uh and uh the, the jeans are actually black but uh pretty much
1: so it is tim's official uniform. <laughs> it's
0: kind of my official uniform yeah uh yeah well it's either that or the white shirt and the in the dress and the dress jacket mm-hmm. so yeah like, i i i don't have a lot of variety i, I like what i like so <laughs> my clothes are kind of boring <laughs> but they do the job
1: okay that's true
0: so anyway um yeah so i mean there's there's something fitting about Michonne starting her journey on this show and leaving her journey on this, or this part of her journey of the walk, of, of the world of The Walking Dead, um, with the same kind of choice, which is to help.
1: Yeah, leave them behind, leave someone behind to their own devices and, you know, or help someone and see what happens.
0: And I think that that's something that when... We look back on this show because eventually The Walking Dead will end. It's true, folks. It's true. It will not go on forever. Um, it's going to be one of the... the Her and Carol's arcs, I think, are going to be two of the strongest in, in the run of the show, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to see her go. I understand it completely. I'm glad she's going to stay. But this was a good send-off episode. Yeah. Um, it was a little... It was very disturbing to see her in some of the flashback sequences uh, but I think it's uh you know it's it's a reverse it's a wonderful life uh, yeah. and, and uh and it works so i I really enjoyed it
1: I enjoyed it as well um and I don't know if I've read anybody who said that they hated it, so
0: You know, I think that unless you just don't like The Walking Dead, which is fine, you don't have to, it's hard to dislike this episode. I mean, because even characters where you end up with someone like Virgil, who is, for all the things that Virgil could have ended up just being a stock character, just being a stock crazy character, just being a stock deceptive character, we've seen those characters before. He ends up with a fair amount of depth and you end up, you know, I ended up certainly at least being at least a little sympathetic to someone who was just broken. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, he, and, he, and he reacted poorly. And, and I mean, he, this is his own mess. I mean, he, he created, you know, every, every, all the problems he had following discovering that his family was dead, you know, and, and letting his grief overwhelm him. Everything he did to the other three is his own fault. I mean, there's no question he was in the wrong here but he's just broken and damaged. He's not evil or malevolent. And they made that work. You know, they made him actually, you know, in, a, in an episode that was about Michonne, they gave another character room to actually have an arc and right. were sacrificing Michonne's character. So I'm not sure why you wouldn't, wouldn't like this episode if you're a Walking Dead fan.
1: Well, I mean, I think specifically of the person who writes the recaps for... Um, for Gizmodo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think, I don't think that that person and I have ever agreed on a walking dead episode. <laughs> like every episode that I have liked, they have hated mm-hmm. and every episode that I have hated, they have loved. So, you know, well, you
0: know, not everyone can be right. And clearly ours is the correct view. And it's a shame when other people fail to see that and True. are so catastrophically incorrect. I agree. I agree it's it, it hurts it hurts me inside to know that they could be that wrong uh, but <laughs> of course then there's the episodes every now and again where you and i watched an episode and don't agree on, on either so. yeah but
1: well, that's very few and far between actually
0: well i think at this point dustin you and i have watched this show enough together over the years that we have built up a I don't know, a reservoir mm. of... You know, that's,
1: that's funny, Tim, because if you think, you, I don't know, even living 600 miles apart, and we don't watch it together anymore, but we have never not talked about an episode of Fear the Walk or Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead.
0: That's true.
1: Because we started watching it together when it first started. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun thing to do. Right, And then we started doing the recaps for, for Sci-Fi for Me together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then... So we've never not watched this show together. <laughs> like,
0: true. It's very true. So uh, it's the, the fact that we, uh, we agree on, on as much as we do on this doesn't surprise me. And, uh, mm-hmm. But every now and again, I think there's, there's a handful of episodes over the years where it's like, I liked it. Why did you like it? What's wrong with you? <laughs> did you watch the same episode? You know, but uh, yeah, no, it's we're pretty much on the same page. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, it. if this had been the season finale, I think it would have worked because you had the setup of, of the, the, the killing of alpha. You know, it's, you know, the whisper award is going to come. You could kick off the, for the next season with that. But this would be the end cap of the season. Cause you get to see Michonne go after Rick you know that would you could actually end the the season here right um you know I, it,
1: yeah um and i don't think that this cliffhanger would be as bad a cliffhanger as some of the other ones they've done oh no no there.
0: and this this would have actually been a nice i mean this this could be if if for example you know the walking dead were suddenly canceled right uh-huh and if this is where they left it until the movies came out you know this could actually be an end point right because it it tells you know the the big bad has been defeated al- most of our heroes are still alive and we are left with the sense that you know they'll they'll overcome and then Michonne has this quest to go on i mean that's not what happened but it, it's it's that kind of episode where it 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 ends a part of a story and begins yeah. a new one so Um, and whatever happens in the next two episodes before we have the, whatever the gap is between uh, episode 15 and episode 16 of this season, um, then uh, you know, it'll be, I'm sure there'll be lots of things going on.
1: I also believe that to be the truth. All
0: right. So um, yeah, that's a, a really good episode. This season has been pretty strong.
1: Uh, solid and for the most part,
0: um you know, there's been well, we've talked about you know what what they're doing with Carol is all over the place, but mm-hmm. you know certainly, certainly, this has been had a lot of good episodes this season. We will just have to see what the next few weeks brings, so if you agree with us or disagree with us, you can let us know this is a a uh, podcast that you can find on iTunes and podcast.com. And there's places for comments and ratings there. We encourage you to leave us a comment and a rating. Uh, these are ways that other people helps other people find the show, which is always nice. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Dustin and I are both on Twitter as is on um, apocalypse. Now the show's account. Um, and we are more than happy to talk to you guys about the show. And if you, we'd love to hear from you, mm-hmm. if you have your opinions uh, or questions or comments, We'd love to hear them. Please let us, you know, say hi. We 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 like that. Um, Now we do, of course, ask that you, if you disagree with us, I don't know, just be polite. You know, Um, it's it's
1: (laughs) yes. Please be polite.
0: I mean, the internet, you know, the internet is a is a bad enough place for a lot of reasons, Uh, and Twitter often is just awful for communication purposes, but. We're more than happy to talk to everybody as long as.
1: Oh yeah, and in chat and and have discussions and sure. and all that sort of stuff. And I've I've said this before. I'm delightful.
0: He is. I am a really delightful,
1: is. wonderful person, and I feel like I bring a lot of joy to this podcast. <laughs> you don't want to come for me,
0: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know he's got he's 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 a cle- he's very clever folks, and he's a writer. So you have to bear in mind, he's good with words. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Yeah. So certainly, you know, we'd love to hear from you folks. Um, And we hope that you are, if you're, let other people know about the show, if you're enjoying it, you know, please go ahead and share it. Let people know that, you know, you want to, we'll always be happy to have more listeners. So that would be great. So yeah, we will do this again next week, back on our regular schedule. Uh, and uh, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Jim. And always, folks, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse. Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions.